This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, October 26, 2023, I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Nate Courtney. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, U.S. tries to find common ground with China, all on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Nathaniel Harrow will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 75 degrees. And now on to our top story. Israeli troops and tanks launched an hours-long ground raid into northern Gaza overnight. The military said troops struck several militant targets in today's raid in order to prepare the battlefield ahead of a widely expected ground invasion. The raid came after the U.N. warned it is on the verge of running out of fuel in the Gaza Strip, forcing it to sharply curtail relief efforts in the besieged territory. Hospitals in Gaza are struggling to treat masses of wounded with dwindling resources. The war, sparked by Hamas' bloody incursion into southern Israel on October 7th, is already the deadliest of five fought between Israel and Hamas in the last 15 years. Authorities have launched a multi-state search on land and water for a U.S. Army reservist who they say fatally shot 18 people at a bowling alley and a bar in Maine. The shootings in the city of Lewiston on Wednesday night sent panicked patrons scrambling under tables and behind bowling pins. Police identified the suspect as 40-year-old Robert Card. He was still at large this afternoon, sparking a massive search and prompting schools and businesses to shut down and residents to shelter in place. A U.S. official told the Associated Press that Card was taken by police for a mental evaluation in July after he was acting erratically during training. The official was not authorized to publicly discuss information and spoke on the condition of anonymity. The nation's economy expanded at a robust 4.9% annual rate from July through September as Americans defied higher prices, rising interest rates, and widespread forecasts of a recession to spend at a brisk pace. The economy expanded last quarter at the fastest pace in more than two years and more than twice the 2.1% annual rate of the previous quarter. Today's report on the nation's gross domestic product, the economy's total output of goods and services, showed that consumers drove the acceleration, ramping up their spending on everything from cars to restaurant meals. A federal judge says that some of Georgia's congressional, state senate, and state house districts are racially discriminatory, ordering the state to draw an additional black majority congressional district. U.S. District Judge Steve Jones today also ordered the state to draw two new black majority state senate districts and five new black majority state house districts. Jones ordered the state to redraw maps before December 8th. He says he wouldn't permit 2024 elections to use the current maps. The move could shift one of Georgia's 14 congressional seats from Republican to Democratic control. The Georgia case is part of a wave of litigation after the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this year stood behind its interpretation of the Voting Rights Act. In the midst of two potentially world-changing conflicts, the U.S. is hoping to find at least a small measure of common ground with China as China's top diplomat visits Washington this week. 
In meetings that begin this evening, top Biden administration officials, including possibly the president himself, will press Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi on the importance of China stepping up its role on the world stage if it wants to be considered a major international player. The U.S. officials are expected to urge China to play a constructive role in both the Israel, Hamas, and Russia-Ukraine wars. The meetings could set the stage for a summit between President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping next month. Coming up, man gets 240 years after guilty verdict. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. One quick question. Have you ever gone to work or school like this? Mr. Anderson, you're 10 minutes late. Whatever, Mr. Anderson, you're late, man. You haven't? Well, you might as well have if you've shown up like this. Mr. Anderson, you're 10 minutes late. Uh, Sorry, sir. I didn't get much sleep last night. Well, don't let it happen again. Sleep deprivation can have the same effects as alcohol intoxication. Getting less than six hours of sleep at night can affect judgment, coordination, and reaction time. It can also lead to depression, anxiety, diabetes, even death. Catching a few extra winks at night might not be simple, but it's one of many steps to a healthy life. This guide to a good night's sleep is brought to you by your friends at WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Nate Courtney. An Ohio, an Ohio woman has been indicted on murder charges in the deaths of at least four men in the capital city of Columbus. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost said investigators believe there are more victims as of yesterday. When the indictment was announced, 33-year-old Rebecca Auburn was accused of meeting men for sex before fatally drunking them in order to rob them. Four out of five of Auburn's alleged victims died of overdoses between December 2022 and June 2023, and one man survived, authorities say, but they did not identify the victims. Auburn is currently being held in Franklin County Jail, and an arrangement is scheduled for Friday. Wall Street is falling in mixed trading after some big-name companies warned about an uncertain global economy hitting their upcoming profits. Reports also showed today that the U.S. economy continues to storm ahead despite much higher interest rates that have already lashed the stock market. The S&P 500 was 0.4% lower, even though the majority of stocks within the index were rising. Another steep fall for big tech dragged on the market and sent the Nasdaq composite to a market-leading loss of 0.9%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 30 points. Treasury yields fell, fell after racing earlier gains. An Ohio judge has been for, has found former Republican State Representative Bob Young guilty on domestic violence charges over an incident this summer involving his wife. Judge Edward O'Farrell found Young, who waived his right to a jury trial and instead left his fate in the hands of the judge, quote, guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, unquote, of causing physical harm to his wife, but not guilty of an assault charge and a later confrontation with his brother over striking his wife. His wife testified Tuesday that he struck her in the face and that she's afraid of her husband. Young faces additional charges after violating a protection order in August and alleged stalking in September. 
He'll be tried at a later date on those charges, but could enter a guilty plea. General Motors and Jeep maker Stellantis are meeting with United Auto Workers bargainers to see if they can reach a contract agreement that mirrors a deal signed with crosstown rival Ford. Nearly 17,000 striking workers at Ford left the picket lines when the agreement was announced yesterday night and will return to work shortly. About 50, excuse me, about 57,000 Ford workers still have to vote on the tentative deal. GM and Stellantis will have to follow the pattern set by Ford, where it's likely that UAW President Sean Fain will add factories to its partial strikes that began on September 15th. A man convicted of fatally shooting his wife and a bystander and injuring a third person at a southern Indiana gas station has been sentenced to 240 years in prison. The sentencing came yesterday. A jury found Sherrick Amir Douglas guilty in August of two counts of murder and one count each of attempted murder and robbery, resulting in serious bodily injury. Prosecutors said Douglas killed 38-year-old Brandy K. Douglas and 43-year-old Lauren Yell in April 2022. Police chased him to a nearby restaurant where he took the owner as a hostage. She was injured falling from his vehicle. Coming up next, judges struggle to rein in President Donald Trump. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old Top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good time. This is your Weedmeister 2000 string trimmer cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association. My brothers, we gather here today for one true and all-holy purpose. The summoning of the great being. Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise. Arise. Yes. It's WMUL 88.1 FM. The greatest source of music, news, and sports the world has ever known. We are in debt to you. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists' Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Nate Courtney. Norfolk Southern has installed the first of what will be more than a dozen automated inspection portals on its tracks in Ohio, not far from where one of its trains derailed in February and spilled hazardous chemicals that caught fire. The new portals are equipped with high-speed cameras that will take hundreds of pictures of every passing rail car to help quickly identify defects on moving trains. The pictures are analyzed by artificial intelligence software. Other major railroads have invested in similar inspection technology to supplement, and where regulators approve it, replace human inspections. 
University of Delaware Railroad safety expert Alan Zaremski said it's significant that Norfolk Southern is investing in so many of these portals. On his first full day as Speaker, Representative Mike Johnson is heading to the White House to discuss President Joe Biden's request for more aid for Israel and Ukraine. Then comes the meeting with Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell. Earlier today, the Louisiana congressman said prayer was a proper response from the House to the main shootings. Johnson is new to the job, but he's facing some of the same challenges that confronted the ousted Speaker Kevin McCarthy. By November 17th, the Congress must fund the government or risk a risk a shutdown. Biden is pushing for nearly $106 billion more in foreign aid, and Republicans want to resume their impeachment inquiry into Biden. Economic crises are rippling through the countries bordering Israel. That raises the possibility of a chain reaction from the war against Hamas that further worsens the financial health and political stability of Egypt, Jordan, and Lebanon, and creates problems well beyond. Each of the three countries is up against differing economic pressures that lead the International Monetary Fund to warn in a se- September report that they could lose their, quote, socio-political stability, unquote. The possible fallout is now starting to be recognized by world leaders and policy analysts. Forests in California may be disappearing. Scientists say repeated fires, drought, and beetle infestations are altering the Sierra Nevada. Despite relatively mild wildfire seasons this year and last year, California has seen 12 of its largest 20 wildfires, including the top eight in the previous five years. Efforts, efforts are underway by the state and federal government to cut down smaller trees and set fires under ideal conditions to clear out undergrowth. But some environmentalists are poised to challenge projects they say are really logging, pr- logging plans. Efforts to hold Donald Trump accountable are testing the legal system in unprecedented ways. Judges are struggling with how to rein in the former president's inflammatory rhetoric while balancing the free speech rights of a political candidate. Trump was unexpectedly called to the witness stand in his New York business fraud trial on Wednesday and was slapped with a $10,000 fine for violating a gag order. That courtroom drama previews the tensions mounting between Trump's competing legal and political interests as he vies for the Republican presidential nomination while facing a litany of criminal and civil cases. Trump has said court efforts to limit his speech are unconstitutional. Coming up next, rubble remains after attack on pizzeria in Ukraine. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. Don't think a penny buys much? Depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five-minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety. Everything rides on it. 
worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Joy Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, a stone's throw from I-75. Back inside the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC Center here in Kent, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From Millet Hall in Oxford, Ohio, the campus of Miami University. Here at Top Dally Ficklin Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina. WMUL-FM Huntington. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Nate Courtney. Federal prosecutors are urging a judge to reinstate a gag order on Donald Trump. They're citing recent comments by the former president about his ex-chef, chief of staff, excuse me, that they say represented an attempt to influence and intimidate a foreseeable witness. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chuck Tan last week temporarily lifted her order barring Trump from making inflammatory comments about prosecutors, court staff, and potential witnesses. In a motion Wednesday, special counsel Jack Smith's team encouraged Chutkin to put the restrictions back in place. Prosecutors cited in part statements by Trump about his former chief of staff, Mark Meadows. ABC News reported Tuesday that Meadows has testified before a grand jury after receiving immunity from prosecution. Muslim and Jewish civil rights groups say they've seen large increases in reports of harassment against members of their communities since the October 7th Hamas attacks. Many reports have involved violence or threats against prosecutors, sorry, excuse me, against protesters at rallies in support of Israel or in support of Palestinians over the last two weeks. Other reports reported attacks and harassment have been directed at random Muslim or Jewish people in public. A spokesperson for the Council on American-Islamic Relations says the organization has received 774 reports of bias-related attacks since October 7th. The Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism reports that at least 312 anti-Semitic acts were recorded between October 7th and October 23rd. The new Speaker of the U.S. House had a key role in trying to overturn Joe Biden's 2020 presidential election win. Republican Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana spearheaded a legal brief in support of an unsuccessful lawsuit trying to overturn President Donald Trump's loss. Johnson repeated baseless conspiracy theories about the election and voted against certifying its outcome after the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Johnson's role is significant because he now is, he's now second in the line of presidential succession after the vice president, and the House in, 20, in January 2025 will have a key role in certifying the winner of next year's presidential election. Many top Michigan Democrats, including Governor Gretchen Whitmer, took part in a huge pro-Israel rally near Detroit after Hamas' October 7th attack on the country. None of them attended a rally in nearby Dearborn the next day to show support for Palestinians in Gaza being killed or forced from their homes by the Israeli military's response. The war has inflamed tensions between Jews and Muslims everywhere, including the Detroit area, which is home to several heavily Jewish suburbs in Dearborn, the city with the largest concentration of Arab Americans in the U.S., the strong pro-Israel stance taken by Michigan's leading Democrats, though, has offended many Muslim supporters and could affect how they vote next fall in the presidential battleground state. Russia's deadly attack on a beloved pizzeria in eastern Ukraine in June was painful for residents. The rubble remains of Kammer Stork as a reminder of the risk for businesses so close to the front lines. But many other shops and restaurants have defied the threat and reopened in recent months. The city council estimates that the number of shops and restaurants open in Kramat Sturk 
is three times that of the same period a year ago. One administrator with a burger chain says, quote, wherever we are, we need to work, unquote. And coming up, Nathaniel Harrow will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. You solved all 10 briefcases without hitting a whammy. That means you've won the grand prize. Tell them about it, Rod. It's brand new radio station from Marshall University, WMUL 88.1. Contains the best music library, news coverage, award-winning sports, and impeccable talent. It's the WMUL 88.1. The Gutting Edge. Ever notice when you have a baby, everyone seems to give you advice? From your mother-in-law, to your own parents, to your friends. But when it comes to the important stuff, like immunizations and protecting my baby's health, I trust my baby's doctor. She really listens to my questions about shots, gives me great information, and she works with me to make sure my baby gets protected. And that's something even my mother-in-law can agree with. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Nathaniel Hara, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is currently a cloudy 75 degrees. Temperatures will drop throughout the rest of the evening to the low 60s. Tomorrow is looking to be a carbon copy of today with cloudy highs in the mid-50s and lows in the low 60s. This Saturday is looking to be a wonderful day weather-wise with a high being a partly cloudy 76 degrees and the low being a mostly cloudy 62 degrees. However, Sunday there's a chance for some pop-up showers, so keep your jacket and umbrella handy. Your weather word of the day is stratus. Stratus is a low, generally gray cloudy layer with a fairly unformed base. Stratus clouds have the appearance of fog that doesn't reach the ground. These clouds tend to be associated with either no precipitation or light precipitation, such as drizzle. Thank you weatherforyou.com for that information. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it's a cloudy 75 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For New Center 88, I'm Nathaniel Hara. Thanks, Nathaniel. Now Jonathan Edwards joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Morgan. Good evening, everyone. It's another busy week in the sports world, and that includes Marshall Athletics. Tonight at 7 p.m., the Thundering Herd women's soccer team is paying a visit to the University of Louisiana Monroe, taking on the Warhawks. Marshall women's soccer holds an overall record of 7-8-1 on the season and 2-7 and in Sunbelt Conference play. This evening's matchup down south is the regular season finale for the Thundering Herd. There are several matchups across Marshall Athletics throughout the weekend as well, including football on the road at Coastal Carolina and both basketball teams hosting exhibition matchups inside the Cam Henderson Center. On Saturday, October 28th, the Marshall Thundering Herd cross-country team will compete at the Sunbelt Conference Championships in Foley, Alabama. FM88 Sports' Ben Anderson has the preview for the Thundering Herd's opportunity to win the Sunbelt Conference Championship. 
On October 28th, the Marshall Thundering Herd cross-country team will compete in the Sunbelt Conference Championships in Foley, Alabama. The Thundering Herd entered the 2023 season with the women's team predicted to finish second and the men's team predicted to finish third in the Sunbelt Conference. The Thundering Herd is entering the Sunbelt Conference Championships coming off the Texas A&M Invitational where they competed against multiple Sunbelt Conference opponents. Cross-country head coach Caleb Owen says that the team's preparation has been on what the team can control. We're just focusing on ourselves and trying and just do everything we can to be better. I mean, I know the makeup of Arkansas State, Appalachian State as well. Yeah, we just got to be our best versions of ourselves and then just run the best races we can. For the men, Arkansas State and Appalachian State have really good packs, and it's going to be hard to break that up with what we have. But if we can get two guys to you know sneak in that top group, yeah, we might have a chance. So we'll see. Leading the men's team into the Sunbelt Conference Championships will be graduate student Evan White. White says that despite seeing multiple conference opponents in previous meets, the environment will bring a new challenge for the the thundering herd. It'd be a little different every time we saw our competition in other races we were in a huge field so when we go to the conference meet we're going to be sitting one-on-one -on -one with those guys we're not going to have 50 60 other guys packed up with us so it'll be a lot smaller race. Leading the women's team into the Sunbelt Conference Championships will be graduate student Abby Herring. Herring says that she is confident in the women's team's front five but the team is still working on consistency. We have a good top five girls right now. I think that we're just working on closing the gap between you know five and seven and getting like that group a little bit closer. Evan White says that the main focus for the men's team will be finishing strong. Just working on sticking with each other and basically moving up, working as a team. We basically came down our mileage, started working on more speed, getting ready for closing out. We got the endurance, now we got the speed, and now we're just basically sharpening the saw until we finish. Coach Bowen says that the goal for this weekend is to win the Sunbelt Conference Championship and continue the strong performances throughout the 2023 season. Hopefully everybody can go into it with being relaxed and calm and just do what they've been doing all year. Just looking forward to seeing them run run their own race. On October 28th, the Marshall Thundering Herd cross-country team will aim to make history and capture the university's first team conference title as members of the Sunbelt Conference. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Over to national sports news now, where there are multiple chances for you to catch some football action later this evening. Syracuse heads down to Blacksburg, Virginia to take on the Virginia Tech Hokies at 7.30 p.m. An in-state Sunbelt showdown between Georgia State and Georgia Southern hits the turf, and South Carolina State faces off against North Carolina Central. These two games also kick off at 7.30. At 8.15, the weekly Thursday NFL matchup is in Buffalo, where the Bills play host to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As for basketball, a doubleheader of NBA action starts at 7.30 p.m. between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Longtime All-Star for the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard makes his long-anticipated debut for the Bucks in this marquee matchup. Tonight is an off night for the MLB, but Game 1 of the 2023 World Series takes place in Texas tomorrow when the Rangers play host to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona is coming off an upset series victory over the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League uh, Championship Series. First, set, first pitch is set for 8.03 tomorrow night. The women's international friendly in soccer takes place at 9 p.m. tonight with the USA team taking on Columbia. The United States team is coming off back-to-back -back victories after a slow start to the season. And a full slate of NHL games will grace ice rinks across the country this evening with games getting underway at 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m., 8 p.m., and 9 p.m. Some of the marquee matchups include the Blue Jackets facing the Canadians, the Red Wings playing host to the Jets, the Sharks traveling to Tampa to take on the Lightning, and the Colorado Colorado Avalanche piling toward Pittsburgh to meet the Penguins. 
In off-field news, the NCAA has arrived in East Lansing, Michigan, to investigate the sign-stealing scandal that's been going on in the Michigan Wolverines football program. More controversy in college football includes an uprise vouching for James Madison University to be allowed to compete for Sunbelt Conference football title. That's all we have time for today. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. Coming up, a battle of wreaths erupts in the Arctic when Russian envoy puts his garland over Norway's wreath. Stay with us to find out more right after this on News Center 88. Ah, uh, my darling, I love the tango. And I love you. More than the sunrise on a clear summer day. More than the colors of the rainbow. More than the, how do you say, American football. Do you love me more than the WMUL? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say, ah yes, too sexy. A memory is shot. My legs feel like lead. Every muscle in my body is screaming. So why does everyone think the problem is in my head? Chronic fatigue syndrome can be as isolating as it is debilitating. Visit www.cdc.gov CFS for the latest information on diagnosis and management. cdc.gov CFS. Get informed. Get diagnosed. Get help. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, CDC. And finally, on today on News Center 88, a battle of wreaths has erupted when a Russian diplomat in the Arctic town of Kirkenes in northern Norway reportedly put his garland on top of a Norway's at a monument for the 1944 liberation of the region by the Soviet troops. Magnus Mayland, the municipality mayor, then angrily removed the Russian wreath, only to have a woman, described by Norwegian public broadcaster NRK as being Russian, put it back. Malin told NRK that, quote, one should be able to lay flowers at a monument, but not over the municipality's official wreath, unquote. Several local people in the town close to the Russian border had called on Russian officials to stay away from the ceremony. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nate Courtney, Nathaniel Hara, Jonathan Edwards, Ben Anderson, Luke Hamilton, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Morgan Pemberton. And your thought of the day is, only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. T.S. Eliot.